0: All right, good evening, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Now, I've been told I'm on a tight time frame up here, so I've got to hit it and get it, and we got to move on. So, it's good to see everybody tonight. I hope everybody's had a great day. It is Friday, right? Has anybody else had a long week? I told my wife the other day, I said, it's been a long year this week. (laughs) But nonetheless, all is well. So tonight, here's what we've got going on. We have Miss Michelle Prevat up here who's gonna be one of our session speakers tonight. Y'all show Miss Michelle some love. She is also uh, the youngest daughter of Pastor and Mrs. Blee's. I call her little sister because when Kim and I started dating, she was like this little 12, 12-year-old greasy-headed tomboy running around. And I may have tormented her a little bit over the years. So if she's a little jumpy, if somebody, if you ever walk up behind her and say, Hey, Michelle, and she about jumps out of her skin, I might have had a little something to do with that. I apologize. But anyway, uh, we're glad to have Michelle here. She serves as a minister of music at Crossroads with Outreach Center in West Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, tonight, Michelle is going to be leading a session on the sacrifice. Of praise. Now, on your list, it says that was going to be in children's church room, in the council room, or we men on Wednesday night, we turned it into the caveman room. All right, but Michelle's class in lieu of Mrs. Blee's being under the weather tonight, and she is determined that she's going to try to be here in the morning to teach her session. We will see. <laughs> Y'all pray for two things. Y'all pray for continued healing and wellness in her body. And second thing, pray for wisdom for her. She needs to rest. She needs to rest, okay? So I'm going to leave that right there. So, Mom, if you're watching this, that's all I'm doing, okay? <clears throat> but Michelle is going to be in here tonight, and we do welcome those that are with us on live stream tonight as well. Uh, and, and we also have teaching a session tonight as Ms. Wanda Albright. Wave your hand, Miss Wanda. Y'all give Miss Wanda some love tonight. <clears throat> And Miss Wanda's session is probably gonna be a little more nuts and bolts for some of you leaders, praise and worship leaders, pastors, how to create a flow in worship. And Miss Wanda is gonna be over in the fellowship hall. So you can go out these double doors right here and go left and the fellowship hall is right down there to your left. Okay, so you have two options. You can stay in here with Michelle's class or if you want to get on some nuts and bolts stuff, how to create a flow. It'll be good for you, either one. So here's the thing. Tomorrow morning, whichever one you can't get tonight, you can get the other one tomorrow morning, okay? So that's it right there on that. Everybody good? Yes. Okay, so let's see. And then at eight o'clock, we're gonna convene back in here. And what we're gonna do, y'all, it would be a shame for us to say we're having a worship conference and not worship, right? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna come back in here at eight o'clock and we're gonna have what we're gonna call vertical worship. We're not gonna have anything necessarily just structured. What we want you to do is we want you to let your hair down, figuratively, but if your hair's up, you can let it down too, okay? We want you to just come in here and we're gonna have uh, the priest of praise from here at Northview is gonna lead us in some songs. And then Ms. Chris Oxendine, is Chris here? Yet. Well, if she's here, she's just going to come up to the keyboard and she's just going to play some instrumental music. What we're going to do at that time is we want you to just set your focus and set your gaze on God. Amen. So if you want to get up out of your seat, if you want to come to the altar, if you want to come up here and just lay on your face before the Lord, because here's the thing, folks. Let me, let me just give you a little quick something. We believe in the triune Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are the three in one. Now, God the Father is on the throne. Daniel saw him and described him as the ancient of days. When Jesus ascended back into heaven, the scripture tells us that Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand. Does anybody know what he's doing right now? He ever lives to make intercession for us. So Jesus is continually in conversation to the Father about us. Interceding, Jesus is praying to the Father on our behalf. So hold up just a minute now. If they are the Trinity, the three in one, then guess what? The Holy Spirit inside of you is in direct communication with what is happening and what is being said at the throne room. So that's why when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit can make intercession through us. When we pray in the Spirit, and you can pray in tongues in the Spirit, you can pray in English in the Spirit. While you're praying in the Spirit, as you're releasing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in your spirit, you're releasing it out into the earth. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you exactly what Jesus the Son is saying to the Father. And there's no better atmosphere to do that in than in a deep place of worship where you are emptied out of yourself as a sacrifice before the Lord, and God's glory will move upon you and God's voice will speak through you. That's what we want you to do tonight during that time of vertical worship. So if you wanna stay in your seat, that's fine. If you wanna stay seated, that's fine. If you want to ghoul a little bit. (laughs) Anybody remember that from last night? Spin under the influence? Look, you do whatever the Lord lays on your heart to do. But here's the thing, y'all. Whatever the Lord says do, do it. Okay? So, I am going to dismiss you guys. It'll give you seven minutes to get to whichever class you're gonna go to. I'm gonna go ahead and say, Michelle did have a request for those of y'all staying in the sanctuary. If you don't mind, if you, could, if you do mind and you want to keep some social distancing, that's fine, but if you don't mind, if some of you could kind of fill in this middle section, there's, there's a couple of rows here, there's, there's a lot of seats, that way she's gonna be speaking from the floor and she doesn't have to keep, she's not as flexible as I am. Oh, All right, let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. God, we thank you for the opportunity to come in here and to be partakers of this limitless worship conference because we serve a limitless God. He knows no boundaries. He is infinite, infinite. Lord, we look to you tonight. God, we don't want to just talk about worship we don't want to just get some head knowledge of worship but god we want to get not worship knowledge in our heart and lord we want to flesh that out here on the earth and give you a place of of being enthroned that you are worthy of so lord i pray if we came in here with any presuppositions of worship and praise that lord god we just lay those down right now and just have a fresh heart and a fresh mind. And whatever is said to us and taught to us tonight, let's weigh it out with the Word, with the Word of God. Let's weigh it out with your principles and not the canned stuff that we've been given through generations, through man-made stuff. Let's line it up with the Word. God, I ask you to touch our hearts. I ask you to strengthen those that are here tonight. Uh, I know some folk told me they've been up since early, early 30 this morning. And I pray, God, you just strengthen them in their bodies and their minds. God, I pray for uh, Michelle and Wanda. I pray your oil anointing to rest upon them as they teach, as they speak. Lord God, I pray that you would cause wisdom and knowledge and understanding to flow out of them and to impact the hearers thereof. We pray that tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. All right. So Miss Wanda's class is in the fellowship hall, out the double doors with the glass, not the double doors on the wall. There, double doors on the back wall. Go left, and uh, you'll be right down there. And she's teaching on creating a flow in the worship service. All right. And you folks that want to remain in here with Miss Michelle Privat.
1: Hey, while we're getting settled, I've got some worksheets. Now, if you are the type of person and you like to take notes and fill in the blanks, I got you. If you are not and you don't want to take a note and you want the answers already in it, I feel you. I got you too. So I need some help passing these out. Just let them know which one you want. Now some of you got to get the plain ones and fill it in. Some of you need to take some notes. See, I like to fill in forms. I'm weird. That's my little nerd out. It's good to see how I see a lot of new faces. Y'all um this is home for me, so I see people I hadn't seen in a while. Is anybody here from another church? Raise your hand. What church? New Covenant. What else? Who else we got in here? Alderdale. Cross Point. Radical Praise. Radical Praise. Anybody else? Okay, is pretty much everybody got your little papers? No, sorry. Yeah, it's the same. One has the blanks empty for you to take notes, one doesn't. Hey, you about to run out? I got a couple extra over here. Okay, while, that's, while y'all are finishing up those for you, let's go ahead and get started. Now, let me go ahead and help you out. I'm not a deep person. I'm not a complicated person. I'm not Joyce. Hey, Mama. i you. You one of a kind. Right? So, hopefully, that's fine, you just leave right there. So, my prayer is just that maybe your eyes will be open to something you have not realized before. That's all we can ask for, right? Because I'm not trying to revolutionize the world here. We're just going to talk to each other, okay? I'd like you to talk to me. Don't leave me by myself. All right? So, now, the one that's already got the papers with the things filled in, if I say to ask, answer a question, you don't get to. That's the trade-off. <laughs> Unless it's something different than what I put. Right? Okay, let's just start. Sacrifice of praise. Let's just get down to it. Your own words, what is a sacrifice? Somebody say out a word. Sacrifice Do it anyway, even if you don't feel it, that is a sacrifice. What else? Cost you something, something. yes. What else? All right, now if it lags, the ones with the papers can say some words. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Webster, that's where I got y'all's words. Let's look at some synonyms to abandon, surrender, forfeit, lose, resign, yield, give up, go without. and ultimately, when we think about sacrifice, biblical terms, what do we think of? Death, right? So if I go, well, you know what, that was, that was a sacrifice for me. What, what am I saying? I had to go without, right? If I say, oh, they, they sacrificed that for me. That was so nice. What happened? They gave up something, right? Well, so somebody tell me what a sacrifice is in baseball. Yes, you you get out intentionally for the good of the team, right? That's a good one right there, right? They gave up their preferences, right? Somebody said, all right, I need you to bump, fly ball something so we can get advanced, right? So that's you giving up something for someone else. That's a selfless act. What about if I say, I had to sacrifice three years of my life because of blank? Now that implies... Maybe else, someone else's actions force a sacrifice upon you, right? Anybody ever been there? Yeah? Okay. So, obviously, there's a whole lot of ways we can look at this. A whole lot of different ways that we can look at this. So, based on a worship conference where we have worship teams, worship leaders, worshipers, listen, everybody in this room, let me go ahead and help you out with something. Everybody in this room is a worship leader. Because we're all what? Worshipers. And you lead something or someone somewhere in your life, right? Whether it's from up here or sitting right back down that pew, you're a worship leader, right? Seriously. Yeah, we'll, we'll get more of that. Okay, so let's talk about this. When we say a sacrifice of praise, what comes to your mind? Like, I'll give you one. Like, back in the 80s when my parents were, like, getting into getting a revelation of worship and people thought we were nuts, Right? And she would say, just give Jesus a sacrifice of praise. Well, for then, we thought, okay, list, that probably means doing something we don't want to do. Like, if we've never raised our hands, we're going to raise our hands. If we're going to clap or run, we're going to clap. If we've never done it before, we're going to do that. What, what are some of the things that you associate with a sacrifice of praise? There's no wrong answers. Anybody? When, everything, when done wrong, you praise anyway. Yes. Look, did y'all practice that? You would face it that earlier. Y'all said the exact same words. Yes, a sacrifice of praise, even when you don't feel like you do it anyway. What else? As far as if we're in a worship service and I go, we're up here singing, and I say, come on, somebody just needs to give him a sacrifice of praise. What goes through your mind? Run, dump, follow. Right, yes. Yeah. See, that's what goes through my mind because that's how we were raised, right? We do something that costs us something. Now, in that instance, what would that cost you? A little bit of pride right you shame right I know I've been there I've been there right uh one time I this and I thought about this, this is so weird one time Amy came up to me on the piano and she said Holy Spirit told me we need to run around the building <laughs> and I went okay I mean I didn't question it. she'd tell me to jump off the roof and I'd be well let's go I mean you know what I'm saying so here we go run around the building well I wasn't I what you know the one thing that was going through my mind I had on a pair of boots. And then boots hurt so bad running around this building. And I thought, well, I just, that was so disrespectful. I wasn't even worshiping Jesus. I was mad about my boots. Right? Was that a sacrifice of praise? Nope. Cost me a little bit of pride and my feet hurt. But no, that was not a sacrifice of praise. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. There are two types of biblical sacrifices. Ready? Your first blank is mandatory. That means required. And what was that for? Sin and trespasses. Right, that kind of makes sense, right? They were required to give up a sacrifice, whether it was a bull, a ram, a deer—I think they did deer, a, deer. <laughs> a dove, things of that nature, right? In order to pay for their sins, right? Before Jesus came, and the second time, the second kind was voluntary. Those were like offerings of praise and thanksgiving. They just did it because they felt God was worthy and to show their devotion, right? So the two types of biblical sacrifices were mandatory and voluntary. Now there's tons of different types, and if you want to read all through the book of Leviticus, that's going to be some good nighttime reading for you tonight, because you will probably fall off at about chapter half of chapter one. All right? But whatever the sacrifice, whether it was a bull, ram, dove, whatever, it had to cost you. Something had to die and whether it was an animal or sometimes they did grain or first fruits, the bottom line is what you sacrificed you wasn't getting back, right? It was total giving it up, total surrender. You're not getting it back, right? In 2 Samuel 24, now I have a lot of scriptures and stuff and I may not read everything but I want you to take ownership of this you know, go home later, read through some of this stuff but in 2 Samuel 24 it's the story of King David and whenever He had to make a sacrifice for the sin of whenever he numbered the people when God told him not to, which was just a pride issue. He did it out of pride, right? So even though he was the king, he humbled himself and went to the place that directed by God to make his sacrifice. And this place was just a common place. It was a threshing floor. It was a place for laborers, okay? Just a common place. And the owner... Recognized and respected David as king so much that whenever King David came to do offer his sacrifice in repentance for his pride, the man had everything he needed laid out perfectly. Everything he needed for a sacrifice, right? Now that was honorable of him. He was showing respect to his king. It was really honorable of him. However, what did David say? King David refused to offer a sacrifice that cost him. Nothing. King David could have taken the man's generous gift of supplying the items for his sacrifice, but he would have just been going through the motions. He would have just been carrying out the act of sacrifice, a performance, a ritual, a ritual, right? Now, let's, let's put that in worship. Praise and worship, worship teams. The act of sacrifice, a ritual. How many times have just, if you're not, have you just walked in a church building, just walked in, sat down, sang a little bit, did your little thing, and gone home? Now, that costs you nothing. But let's look at it from people who work at the church, praise teams. They've been here early. They've got everything together for you. They've been practicing the songs, right? They got your sacrifice laid out for you, which is fine because we partake in that together. However, if that's all you did to participate, if that's all I do is just walk in, look at what everybody's laid out for me on a Sunday morning, uh, oh yeah, praise the Lord, do my duty and walk out. Was there a sacrifice? Did that cost you anything? No, so that was not a sacrifice, right? right sacrifice requires cost it requires brokenness it requires something to die something that you're not gonna get back okay now I know how to do church anybody else in here know how to do church when you preachers kid you know how to do church right you can run everything for real straight up everything and it's real easy or if you've been involved in church for a while, it is really easy to just come in and go through the motions without it costing you anything. Without it costing anything. Isaiah 29, 13 and Matthew 15, 8 both address God being displeased with people who merely say the right things, like a performance, without sincerity of heart. Isaiah 29 says, the Lord said, those people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they've been taught. We've all done that. I will admit real fast and in a hurry that I have come, gone through the motions, and gone home many times, many times. It's easy, right? Especially when you know how to do that church and you're used to doing it like that. Matthew 15, 8 says the same thing. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 1 Samuel 15, 23. Samuel said, what's more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices, you going through all the rules and rituals and all the motions, or your obedience to his voice. Listen, he says, obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, we've a lot of us have probably heard that scripture many times, but have we ever really looked at what he was talking about? You know, we, we go through motions all the time. We go through things and do things just because it's the right thing to do, but where's the obedience, right? What does Pop? What does my daddy always say? Y'all heard him. Obedience is always the issue.
2: Always.
1: Always. There is nothing you can think of right now as far as anything in your life, an action, a reaction, um, a choice, of whatever, where this does not apply. Obedience is always the issue. It's always the issue. <clears throat> a beautiful story of obedience and sacrifice of praise is Mary of Bethany. Now, this was so important that it is recorded in all four Gospels, and I've got them all there for you for you to read later. But there's just a couple of examples, and I'm going to bring out some more. But a couple of examples from this story that are just obedience and sacrifice of praise, and this chick didn't even know what she was doing, right? This woman had a revelation of worship that that I, I, I don't I mean I guess and she she's in heaven now I'm sure, and I'm sure now she gets it. But the example she gives us is ridiculous. Listen to this. She surrendered. Let go of, gave up, abandoned. she sacrificed remember all those words are synonyms for sacrificed. She sacrificed her entire future by breaking her alabaster box of precious oils. She couldn't take it back or fill it back up. This was worth about a year's wages, is what everybody can kind of agree on from back then. This would possibly have been given as a dowry to her future husband. So in the breaking. She was literally giving Jesus her life, her future. She was literally giving up the one thing that could have given her a future with a husband. And made a life for herself because she was not the cleanest chick. They said she was a prostitute. Different versions say different things. But bottom line is, hey, she was messed up. She had some issues. Aren't we all? Right? Let me tell you some more examples of that, though. First, <clears throat> when, whenever they were doing sacrifices and burning the animals, they would go like, here's the city, they would go outside of the city gates because it was considered unclean, okay? Now, look at this also, Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice, where was he crucified? Outside, outside the city gates, right? Okay, let's look at the symbolism here. This chick in all four gospels says, this woman walked uninvited, walked right in to an important man's home, and went straight to Jesus. Listen, so she left the comfort zone that she knew, the world she knew, went outside of it to get to Jesus for the ultimate sacrifice. Okay, let's keep going. Then what does she do? She approached Jesus with confidence and poured out her praise without even being invited. How many of us have been guilty? I will say it. it take about two or three songs to get me good and warmed up, then I might be worshiping Jesus. Right? Yes. This chick walked right in, past all the stairs, all the comments, most likely she was embarrassed, scared to death, thinking, what am I doing here, right? Walked right in. What does the word say? Come boldly before the throne of grace, right? Next, we talked about this, how she surrendered. She gave up, she broke the one thing that could have ensured her future and gave it to Jesus. Total surrender. Total surrender. Look at this. <clears throat> you know, when we earlier we talked about mandatory and voluntary sacrifices. She fulfilled both of those and didn't even realize it. What's the mandatory forgiveness of sins? What did Jesus say to her? Your sins have forgiven you. She probably didn't even, she's thinking, what? And voluntary, the acts of thanksgiving and worship and devotion to God. She fulfilled both of those to the ultimate sacrifice and probably had no clue the significance of what she was doing. To me, listen, I, I kind of get stuff at the weirdest moments. I was literally loading the dishwasher And I was thinking about her because I've always used her example of giving Jesus everything, breaking it so that you have to trust him for provision, right? That's kind of been my thing with that. But then all this other stuff, comes, and I'm like, this chick, this woman who is not worthy in so many of their eyes is the complete picture of sacrifice and obedience to Jesus and a sacrifice of praise and that he would use... A wretch like me, right? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. He is so good. Listen, we are so stupid sometimes. Let me just go back. I'm so stupid sometimes and then I think, Lord, what am I even doing? Why am I even leading worship? Why am I even up here? But you know what? He uses, he's just so good because he can use whatever we offer him. That we feel like it's not worthy or that's broken or messed up or screwed up in the head and he can make something beautiful out of it every time so take heart he's, he's got you he's got you last thing she did her acts were prophetic because she anointed jesus for his burial his death and his burial the act the the ultimate sacrifice and she had no clue what she was doing oh, it's just beautiful how he does that her worship signified not only the act of outward sacrifice, but also of a broken and contrite heart, which is really what God requires. I used to hear that that scripture, broken and contrite heart, and I thought it meant sad. I mean, you know, but, but see, this is what I do. If I don't understand something, I wanna know. Girl, I've been Googling up everything. If I wanna know what's going on, let me see what Google. Well, you know what, I found out you can't Google God. You got to keep faith, you got to trust, because he ain't going to give you everything right on time, right? And at the same time. But however, so in in scriptures, listen, this is a wealth, this is a world library at your fingertips. If you want to know what the scriptures are really saying, if you don't know this already, if you're reading in the Old Testament, Look up what is the actual Hebrew meaning to these words. If it's in the New Testament, it's the Greek. Look it up. See what they were really saying. Because, listen, this stuff has been translated and translated and translated. I want to get to the source. I want to know what it really means. Which has taken me to this. Your next section. At one of the lowest seasons of his life, King David wrote Psalm 51, 16 through 17. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. So I looked the Hebrew in those specific verses of broken and contrite. This is just a few. Broken, shattered, crushed. Spirit and heart were synonymous. Life, mind, will, emotions, pride, Ooh. preferences. Plans. So the message version says it like this. Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. I can say that is my life verse. Because when you live in a small town and you've been doing the same thing for years and years and you're a preacher's daughter or worship leader, you're doing this, you kind of caught up in it, <clears throat> when your business is out there for everyone to see, trust me, real quick, that pride is shattered, right? Shattered. <clears throat> and from <clears throat> that moment in my life on, something switched. It's like, Going through the motions, it didn't satisfy me anymore. Doing the rituals, it didn't satisfy me anymore. All I had left was God. All I had was Him. He's all I could count on. He's the only one I could trust. He was the only one I knew if there was, I I had no one else. That's when I learned worship. Because let me help you with something. Worship is not just music. Worship is not trust is one of the highest forms of worship there is because why? You're saying literally, I can do nothing without you. Now you can make up a song with that and that's fine, but you don't have to. Listen, there are so many forms of worship. So many forms of worship. Sometimes just sitting and in your heart going, God, you you, you just you just you just gotta fix it. Is that worship? Yes, because it's acknowledging his worth. And listen, we're only going to, people only come into your services. Let's bring it about a praise and worship. People are only going to worship God based on how worthy they see him. Let me say it again. Your worship is based on God's worth to you. So for me, now whenever I got the chance to lead worship again, There were years I didn't even sing. I didn't even sing in the car. I didn't even sing in the shower. But when the opportunity came back around, my entire mindset was completely different. The perfection didn't care about that. I just want to worship Jesus and help people understand how wonderful he is. That's all I want to do. I just want people to join in. I, I hate high stages. I've been trying to get everybody our church, Tim used to pastor, how many times did I tell you, can we lower this stage like three feet? Because I just, this is how close, I'm. when I'm leading worship, I want to be right here. Because why? We're, if you're a worship leader, you are leading worship. You're not running a marathon and doing all, hey, yeah, doing everything you can do, where everybody is just in there watching you. That's a performance. Now, I tell my praise team, if you want a solo and want to do cool stuff, the VFW around the corner does karaoke every Wednesday night. But when we come together as a corporate body to worship Jesus, if you are a worship leader, lead. Worship and lead. We should, it should blend all together. One big giant voice. Not just them and us. Not just you and them. It's one voice. One voice. Listen, and so let's talk about sacrifice of praise, crushing pride, preferences, plans, as it, uh, as it relates to worship teams for a second. If you're not on worship team, just hold on a second, but it can still apply. What, like what I was just talking about. <clears throat> what if your sacrifice of praise has more to do with the pride of um, that should be my solo. Or my microphone was not loud enough today. My husband said he couldn't even hear me. Um, sacrifice, pride, shattered, right, broken, pride, preferences. Uh, that song's like, listen, how many of y'all? Y'all all know what I'm talking about. Every one of you know what I'm talking about. You, they can be singing like four or five different songs. Everybody should be chilling like whatever, you know, song, song, song. The popular song, come on. Girl, people be worshiping and praising the Lord. Now listen. Now look. All them songs talking about God, why you just picked that one? Right? Preferences. Come on. We got to understand. See, see, in worship, it's the lyrics that are the main thing, the main thing. Right? It's the lyrics. Okay? So if you're on a worship team, and like now my husband's my drummer, so sometimes I'd be like we've got to tone it down just a little bit, just just a hair, just a little bit, because he'd be killing it sometimes. But y'all know, y'all know, animal. Okay, right? How, however, my sound guys know that the vocals, it's the lyrics. In this particular setting, it's the lyrics that need to be heard, why? Because music is powerful all on its own, so when we're in a setting for work, we need to be singing songs that are bib— bibli, I can't say it. Say it. Biblically accurate. My mouth ain't working. Biblically accurate, not just the most popular song out there. Listen, everybody can't sing the same songs. You need to sing, choose, and sing songs. I'm sorry, I'm slipping over into something else, but. You need to choose songs that are singable. If the song is so complicated, it's so performance oriented that the people out there aren't even singing with you, don't sing it, sing it for special one day, but not as part of when you're trying to lead people along in worship, right? You don't need to choose songs out of the most popular. Listen, you ever heard the term, probably some of the ladies, dress for the body you have, not the body you want, okay? Let me help you that out that sing songs for the people you have, not the people you want. Everybody's not Maverick City. That's
3: right.
1: Everybody's not Bethel. That's right. Everybody's not Carrie Job. Right? Everybody's not those things. Just because it's a popular song does not mean you have to always incorporate it. You need to, whenever, listen, whenever people choose to come through these doors or your doors on a Sunday morning to get together for corporate worship. Don't waste their time. Don't waste their time with a performance or trying to look cute or trying to sound like somebody else. Lift up Jesus. Just, that's, that's the only goal you need. Lift up Jesus. Exalt Jesus. That's our only goal. That's our, and if, opportunities arise. Listen, when, when, when back in the day when I was here, we a huge, you know, we had a huge, we got invited to do women's conferences and all kind of stuff. And I ain't gonna lie, because some of y'all, be we too. we'd be like, yeah, we do music. What you wearing? What you taking to the conference? Yeah. Listen, and you'd be like, just singing like you've done this a million times, right? you would been feeling good. That feels good, right? Flesh. It feels good. But where we're going through the motions, were we just putting on a performance? I can honestly say, shamefully, looking back, there were many times I did. I apologize to those of you who were in there with me if I act like a B word sometimes. But, I'm, mama, I didn't say it. I'm just, I'm just, let me be real for a minute. Let me bring that one back home. I hate live streams so much. Lord, y'all feel me, y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm
2: saying.
1: <laughs> Y'all pray for me when I go back to Mama's tonight. <clears throat> okay, so let's bring this back around for a second. My sister's probably laughing. She's like, ooh, Mama, you hear what she's saying? <clears throat> wow. <Well. clears throat> let's come back. Let's go back to sacrificing pride preferences, and plans. As far as preferences, different things like that, plans, those of you in worship teams, tell me what you think that looks like for you. Give me some examples. What does that look like? I said a few of them, but anybody got anything different? as far as sacrificing our pride our preferences and our plans what does that look like specifically for a worship team? Being flexible. Thank you yes. being flexible has your new pastor said yet yeah, blessed are the flexible for they shall be not be bent out of shape
2: <laughs>
1: yes. has he said that yet? Yes. he'll say a lot more too yes exactly being flexible when things don't go the way they need to go When things are not perfect, when the sound system gets wacky like it always will, it will forever do that. Things like that. Listen, if our first instinct is anger or I am so sick of this or blah, 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 let's step back a minute. We may need to sacrifice a little bit of that pride, a little bit of our preferences and our plans because things are not always going to go the way they need to go. And as a leader, as a worshiper, this is a lifestyle. This is worship is not something you come in on Sunday mornings and do. And then you flip that little switch off and then Sunday evening through Saturday, it's you don't even think about it. No no no. Worship's a lifestyle. Because everything we do should honor God, and that's worship. Our actions, reactions. Listen, if if, if we're all over the place and just thanking Jesus and everything on Sunday morning and then somebody sees you on Thursday afternoon and you just tearing somebody up and down you just ripping them a new one and just like what is going on are, are, are they going to respect the next time they see you up here telling, exhorting you to worship Jesus right right listen it's a lifestyle I ain't saying we got to be perfect that's never going to happen but it is a lifestyle we need to all everybody from the stage to the back row need to understand that worship is not just music. It's not just a song. Let's go on through to this next section. It leads right into it. Well, I just said it. Worship is not just music. Worship is a lifestyle. Music is powerful. Music makes us laugh or cry or dance or swoon. That's one thing we have to be aware of in our corporate worship settings. Music has a power all its own. Just music itself can evoke emotion. But when the music stops, we have to ask ourselves, has anything changed in our lives or have we just escaped into the comforting power of music? Right? Just like what I went back to earlier about the favorite song. Y'all all know this. There are certain songs, when the praise team starts singing them, everybody just about falls out, right? Why? Because that music, that sound evokes a certain emotion. I'm not saying you're not sincere in your worship. I'm just saying if that happens every time that one song comes on, let's back up a second and say, okay, is it just because I just love this song? Or are the words just, am I just honestly, is it just glorifying God? To And I, it says everything I needed to say. You see? It's just real easy. You probably heard the, uh, the phrase, um, my mind just went blank. Don't, don't worship the worship. Yeah. You know how some people like get excited over just certain songs or certain artists. You know, or, okay, all right, and that's fine. But we should be like that with any, if, as far as music goes, with any song that glorifies Jesus, we should be just as excited. It's fine to have a favorite song. I ain't telling you not to have a favorite song. You know what I'm saying. It's just in our expressive worship, in our corporate worship, if we all just like this for the first couple of songs, but then our song comes on and then we're gonna worship, let's check, let's check what we're worshiping here. Right, you know what I'm saying? All right, listen how cool this is. Johns Hopkins Medical Research shows that music can reduce anxiety, blood pressure, and pain. It improves sleep quality, mood, mental alertness, and memory. It increases blood flow to the brain regions that generate and control emotions. Music stimulates more parts of the brain than any other human function music is powerful now when john hawkins says something you can take that to the bank right because they like know what they're doing up in a hospital all right without under listen to this this is so important and this is what we talk about without understanding worship apart from music apart from music we can fall into the trap of letting music become our escape from reality instead of our aid expressing our hearts to God although music is a powerful aid we should be able to praise God with or without it with or without it that's why it's so important to understand what a sacrifice of praise is not just about running around the church when somebody asks you to it's about giving up your preferences Your plans, the things you thought, your pride, different It's about just living a life of worship, whether there's music or not, whether there's music or not. Those of us who use musical instruments in praise must be careful not to become too dependent upon those instruments. Our praise should ascend to God even when no instruments are readily available. I tell uh, my band all the time, I'm like, listen, when y'all aren't playing, people need to see you worshiping. If you're not playing the guitar, raise your hands. Do something, sing. Do something that people need to see you worship. Because why? It's not just about being up there. i am also tell you another thing, this is another practical thing. Everybody on my praise team has another service position in the church as well. They're, they either have to be a greeter, work in a nursery, take a turn in children's church, something, why? People need to see you more than just on stage. It's not about being on stage oh I'm on the praise team let's be real about that there's some connotation that goes with that, that like, oh we're on the praise team we no I'm sorry like I said before it's, this is the praise team yes. the whole church this is the praise team we just happen to be leading if you are on the praise team right, right? <clears throat> let's talk about technology real quick the technology of our age has greatly aided us in our worship but that same technology can cripple us if we allow ourselves to become dependent on it the world seeks experiences, we seek the Lord if a technology failure wrecks your worship then it was not really worship now before you get mad at me I didn't say it but I agree with it I got it from a book called Worship as in Heaven that will blow your mind. It took me eight months to get through the first chapter, but it's good. Okay, so right? So if a technology failure wrecks your worship, was it even worship? Or were you just mad and you have not sacrificed that pride and your plans and remain flexible and just go on with it? I tell my praise team too, if we never stand on another stage and hold a microphone, that's fine it doesn't mean we're any less worshipers. If electricity goes out, we're just gonna stand around and sing some songs. It's no different. We're gonna keep glorifying God. With this same thought, our technology and external aids, lights, fog machines, can also become a substitute for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. With more wow factors in worship services, it can easily become just an emotional experience. We must remember that worship is first and foremost a human experience with God. Now, is it a sin to have lights and fog machines? No. But if you have to have that to lead worship or you have to have that to enter into worship, you got a problem. Right? Because let's look at the early church let's look at the disciples who decided to give up everything and follow Jesus. They ain't have no fog machine. They ain't have a light board. They ain't have a microphone. Right? So what was the appeal? Jesus. Jesus. It's Jesus. Bottom line. Cut and simple. We have to discern between soothing our soul and quickening our spirit. Without sacrifice, we are only soothing our soul. Let me, let me explain that. Unless there's a sacrifice of praise, which is what we've been talking about, then we're just letting the music make us feel good. Right? It's got to cost something. God is looking for something broken. We must be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to quicken our awareness every day To what a sacrifice of praise should look like listen it's gonna look like something different for everybody what do y'all still say when you take up the uh offering it's not equal gifts it's equal sacrifice do y'all still say that does everybody understand what that means it means a sacrifice for you may not be the sacrifice for me it means if i give ten dollars i might not miss that ten dollars somebody else could give ten dollars and go without for two weeks right it's not about equal gifts it's about equal sacrifice So we need to be aware of what that looks like for each of us, right? As a worship team, a musician, a worshiper, we have to be willing to surrender, let go, give up, abandon, sacrifice our pride, preferences, and plans to God as true acts of worship every day. Not just on Sundays during corporate worship. Our lifestyle of worship is our sacrifice of praise our lifestyle of work worship that is a sacrifice because if you are willing to understand that the sacrifices that God desires are a broken and contrite heart and which means what that something has to be crushed or shattered or broken And the heart and the spirit signifies our mind, will, emotions, plans, pride, preferences. If you understand that that's the sacrifice that God requires, then that affects every aspect of our lives. Every aspect. Relationships. Okay, so yes, yes, it is important. We need to know all this stuff. If you're on a worship team, if you're involved with a worship team, if you're a worship leader, or if you just love worship, if you are just a constant, consistent worshiper every Sunday yes however it is not just the music that's why I want to get to you it's not just that it's not just music it's not just Sunday mornings it is a lifestyle and whenever you get whenever you know I, David said that when his pride was shattered he learned to worship everybody doesn't have to go through a pride shattering event to learn worship I hope most of you don't but some people do however we still need to learn how to offer that voluntary sacrifice of our pride of thanksgiving and say God take it I want to give it up and remember my mom always says when you offer a living sacrifice which would be us the problem with those is sometimes they crawl back off the altar so then was that a sacrifice no because why you're not going to get back what you sacrifice it's gone it's dead. So I hope that you take from this that God loves you. If he can use a little toe up woman (laughs) that everybody despised and talked about and thought she was trash, if he can use her as an example of getting out of your comfort zone going straight to Jesus, falling out of his feet, and literally giving him everything, knowing you won't get it back, that's a life of worship. That's a sacrifice of praise. Let's pray. God, we love you. <clears throat> you have been better to us than, than we will ever, ever deserve. And God, I just pray... <clears throat> that you give every person in here a revelation in their own selves, in their own way, the way you need to speak to them of what you desire of them, the sacrifices that you desire from them. What's a sacrifice for one person is not going to be the same for the other. God, this is a personal relationship. This is a personal issue with you that we all have to come face to face with. So I pray, God, that We learn to live every single day and offer our life as a sacrifice to you, as a sacrifice of praise, whether there's music or not, whether we're ever on a stage or not, whether we ever get a solo or not, whether we ever get a microphone or not. That's not the issue. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for who you are. There is no one like you, God. There is no one like you, Lord. None like you, God. None like you. None like you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We give you honor. God, help us to get out of ourselves and have the courage like Mary of Bethany did when she just busted up there. They're probably red-faced, ashamed, worrying about what other people thought of her, but at the same time not so worried that she knew she had to get to you at all costs. God, help us to be those kind of worshipers that we just want to get to Jesus. We just want to show Jesus. We just want to give you everything, 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 even if it means we never get anything in return. Because you are enough. You're enough. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. Amen.
0: okay y'all as I mentioned earlier what we're going to do for the next little while we've been talking about worship we've been talking about praise the last two nights we've been taught T-A-U-G-H-T so we need to put some of this into practice so we're just going to do some vertical worship so if you want to stand if you want to sit if you want to walk around if you want to come up here and kneel at the altar get on your face if you want to run whatever is in your heart to do to present to God let's do that for a little while but somewhere I believe it's going to end up with the Holy Spirit making intercession through you there may be some gifts in operation tonight again as I said a few minutes ago whatever the Lord says to you to do do it okay so if you want to You can feel free to stand, move around, do whatever you want to at this time. Just going to affect the people in this room, it may be affecting people in North Korea or communist China right now. Do not underestimate what the Lord is birthing and what the Lord will release out of you right now. For with the Lord, all things are possible. Hallelujah! So just press in and let that worship continue to flow for a while. I yeah. come
2: Idi said, sai said, I said, I a I said, I said, I said, ne
1: said, I
2: said,
3: a river that is rising and has risen to new heights in this place tonight as I have been praised as I have been worshiped as you have stepped into this flow my brothers and sisters expect a new level of worship in your houses of worship expect a different level of praise a new expression of praise to be born from your willingness to come and to sit and to learn and to worship. My eyes have ever been on you and they will always be upon you. I am leading you and I am guiding you in the days ahead. The days ahead are perilous, but fear not for I am with you. I will always be with you. My rod and staff comfort you and I have prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. You will sit and you will dine in the very presence of those who meant to destroy you. You have risen to a new level in me. You have stepped into the rivers of these waters that are flowing. Expect to see exponential increase among your people, exponential increase in your houses of worship, exponential increase in your own personal worship life. For I desire to do an even greater work in you than you could ever have imagined possible.
0: I will do it, says the Lord. Hallelujah. If you receive the word of the Lord, give him some worship and praise and honor and adoration. Lord, we receive your word tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Folks, y'all, if you can, you can return to your seats. I, I've got to do something, or my wife's gonna shoot me. Tomorrow morning from 9:15 to about 9:55 in the fellowship hall, there's gonna be some breakfast food. So she told me to find out a roundabout number how many to prepare for tomorrow. So uh we're gonna do that and at 10 o'clock we're gonna convene in here. And we're gonna kinda of have a, a similar format as tonight but do a little different tomorrow. So how many of you are gonna be here in the morning for breakfast? That's what I got to know because if I almost forgot that. and If I went home, my wife said, how many are gonna be here? And I had no idea. So uh, just hold your hand up. Alan. you back there. Even you Eagles fans can count. Help me get a count, but I'll tell you what. You count this section, I get over here. How's that? Raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 30, 40, 15, 60, 70, 20. I got about 20 over here. All right. So I'll tell her to plan for about 50. And that way, whatever's left over. We can save it, we'll save it till after the fast is over. Cause she said something about sausage biscuits and I, I don't know, that the devil is a liar. I was with Pastor Lee and them over at Lighthouse last Saturday morning, I walked in the door and they had, a, a, my goodness, I just lost a brother's name from Lake City, Florida. Was up doing a leadership training and I walked in and, and Delton was back there at the door. He said, man, you want some breakfast? And I looked down, they had this nice fruit stuff laid out. And he said, breakfast, I was thinking like biscuits or something. I looked down at that fruit, and I'm going to tell you, I ain't going to lie. After 21 days of this uh, fast that we've been on, that personally I've been no meats, no sweets, and I'm a carnivore, y'all. I'm about ready to slap my mama for a chicken leg. (laughs) No meats, no sweets, no coffee, no sodas. And I looked down, and I saw all that fruit and stuff. It looked pretty, but I was like, I ain't want none of that garbage. (laughs) My wife came in the other day, she said... I bought some fresh salad stuff, and I was like, I ain't wanting that. I'm gonna eat it. But there ain't no want up in my body right now. I am sick of beans and salad and vegetables. The Lord has received this sacrifice. And I got one thing to say. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. I, I love you folks. Thank you for, uh, for participating tonight. Uh, to my pastor friends, I give honor to y'all. Did I miss any, any other pastors from any other churches tonight? Did I miss any? hope I didn't. So uh, I love you guys, and I appreciate you. I give great honor to y'all. All right, God bless all of you. I give great honor to all of y'all, uh, all of you folks who ministered with the leadership in worship tonight, the priest of praise, Miss Chris. Michelle and Amy, Lord, we just, we're blessed people, aren't we? Yes. All right. Yes. Y'all pray for my sister-in-law. Pray the Lord heal her, bring restoration to her nerves. <laughs> she likes spiders, so if you say anything with a spider on it or a toy spider, get it for her. It makes her feel good.
1: You get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah.
0: yes. Would you lift a hand toward me? I want to tell you tonight, I've been saying this since September. The Lord just laid on my heart. This is part of my declaration. I'm sanctified. I am anointed. And I'm appointed. I am sanctified because I'm living a holy life. I am anointed because I am the carrier of the Holy Spirit. I am appointed because I have holy assignments every day that God gives me. So I wanna bless you tonight. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. And the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his tranquility, his provision, his abundance, his breakthrough, his faring well. all that shalom encompasses. May it be real to you your family, your household, your seed. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you.